With the Space Force in full-bore development mode, the new service, along with the Air Force, National Guard, and the Defense Department itself, are weighing the options for a Space Guard. That's right. The military component has been in the cards since the Space Force itself became a real possibility. A report on that issue is due to Congress by the middle of March. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni joins me with the details. So I guess if you're a Space Force, you have to have a Space National Guard, so to speak. What is the status of that plan and what do people think about it? Yeah, that's the case they're trying to make at this point. So, uh, you know, the Space Force obviously is going to have uh, people that it needs that are working within the private industry and all those other areas of, of the the private sector. And what they, they're thinking is that they need to separate the man, train, and equip, which is what military services do, those functions from the Air Force because otherwise you're going to have a kind of a weird – uh, mother, may I, every time you need to ask for an air guard person to come over to an air force. The same problem all the other guards have had for years, getting nice helicopters out of the army and that kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. So they're thinking this is just a way to kind of keep things siloed, keep things all in one um, order, and uh, keep it in, in one line from the parent service to the reserve to the guard. Now, the National Guard is also saying that there are homeland implications because you have to remember the National Guard, they work for the states in in doing things to protect the homeland and also for civil authorities. So they need to explain what they're going to be doing for these states, right? So California, what they do is they use a lot of their space uh, uh, authorities and space equipment to look at wildfires. So they use old uh, intelligence agency type materials to find smoke and other things on GPS uh, and, and and satellite images and bring those down to people in, within the field to tell them where fires are, to find out when fires are started before people even call them in. And that helps uh, keep the wildfires, which are a huge issue, out that way uh, in check. So that's what Space Guard would do if it ever gets set up. Right. That would be some of their, their homeland implications. And, and then, you know, you could probably uh, extrapolate that out into other things, maybe finding people once they refine some of this uh, technology, you know, finding fugitives or, um, you know, if they have some sort of issue with, uh, you know, a militia, who knows, right? Like something in, in that, that they would need satellite images Runaway for. Runaway Ford Bronco in right. lights going down the highway. You sure. never know what can happen. <laughs> Dating myself here. <laughs> So what would this look like? I mean, the Space Force itself is only going to be about 15,000 billets, right? So the Space Guard can't be much bigger than that. Exactly. And and that's what they're really trying to explain. The whole point of the Space Force is to be lean, light, and quick. And it's going to be within the Air Force. So a lot of the operations and organizational pieces are going to be held by the Air Force. So the Guard needs to do the same thing. And as they're making their case to Congress to do this, because they're going to need congressional authority, they're saying... What they're going to be doing is keeping the Space National Guard within the eight states in one territory that are already using space. And now some of those states are, are ones you would uh, assume, that like um, Colorado, California, and then Guam, uh, obviously, because it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere where the, the sky is pretty clear. You can kind of get things, uh, you know, satellites up easier or you can uh, look up into space with, with uh, telescopes easier out there. Um, and then there's also missile warning defense that are out in, in places like Alaska, that kind of stuff. So that's another issue that they're kind of wrapping their heads around. Um, the National Guard currently has 1,500 Space Forces. 1,100 of those are in the Air National Guard and the rest are in the Army National Guard. So they're thinking that the 1,100 Air National Guard would move over 
right away into that that component. And then the Army National Guard would either move in or kind of stay within the components of the Army and, and just kind of uh, work within the Army on, on the things that they need specifically for space. And, and finally, like I said, they're not trying to expand this to all 54 states and territories to stay within the nine territories and states, which is what they uh, they they really want to do to keep it small. We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Massioni. I would think this might be an appealing type of part-time job, which is what they tend to advertise. You know, the best part-time job you ever had for the people in the states you mentioned, where there's might also be NASA operations, and even who knows SpaceX and operations like that, Blue Origin. They might want to join a space guard, even though it doesn't exactly do what it is they would do on their day jobs. It still has to do with space or the sky. Right. Well, I mean, that's kind of exactly what they're hoping, too, because if, if you really think about it, the future of space is not necessarily in government anymore. It's now in things like SpaceX and these private corporations. SpaceX is about to put in their first humans into space, actually. So that's, that's pretty exciting for them. And, and they're really paralleling what's going on in the the public sector, if not surpassing it at some points. They have uh, rockets that can land themselves after going up uh, in, in the air at this point. So, uh, you know, they want to grab that expertise, work with that expertise, build the bridges between the private and public sectors. So uh, really, this is kind of the best of both worlds for the, uh, the Space Force so that they can get that, that expertise within their uh, military service. And is the apparatus that comprises the guard across the country, is that pretty much ready to do this? If, if the order should come? So it's it's uh, it's always administrative, right? So the National Guard says that they're completely ready when it comes to the operational side. In fact, when everything kind of started up with this, they started a space directorate, which, uh, you know, kind of looked into these sorts of, of issues. It, it was in charge of those eight uh, states and, and territory, like I said. So the, operationally, they feel like they could set this up tomorrow. Now, their concerns are the same ones as the Space Force. It has to do with concerns with HR issues. So do they have all the congressional authorities that they need? Uh, Will people get paid as soon as it happens? There's always pay systems that need to be moved over, making sure everyone has the same benefits. Each state has different benefits for their National Guard people. Some people get free tuition. Some people get... Um, you know, different uh, you know, health insurance, stuff like that. So they have to figure out uh, and make sure all those things are in line so that they don't drum up all this excitement. And then next thing you know, someone doesn't get a paycheck and that's real bad PR. Well, if they get it all correct, then I guess they can call it the right guard. <laughs> and uh, what's your sense of congressional feelings on this? Is it pretty much something that the armed services committees, et cetera, would go along with? Yeah, I think their big uh, ask is going to be cost because it's obviously going to cost something more, and and that's always an issue when it comes to Congress. But um, I think that they understand the need for it, and and the real uh, selling point is being able to bring people in from SpaceX and from all the, these other areas. I mean, that that's really an, an expertise that they cannot pass up on at this point. So you know, they're going to be giving their their report to Congress in the middle of March and telling them why they need this, and they're going to be laying out the reserve force as well. So, uh, you know, we're going to see how this all kind of drums out within the next month or so. And what about the Space Force itself? How is that coming along? What's the next step we're going to see there? Right. Well, they're, they're working on the exact same thing as the Space Force, which is this HR component. They have already signed up someone for their HR directorate, and they've separated themselves into three directorates, which may change in the future. So their next step is also this this uh, report in March, 
And uh, then they'll be moving from there in transferring people over and also uh, having people just sort of be authorized to work for the Space Force until people actually hold up their right hand and swear into the uh, the service itself. Federal News Network, Scott Massioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Be sure to check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.